1: Hello again, fellow basement dwellers. This is Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you in to another edition of Bandwagon Nerds. And we're, we're taking a little bit of a turn in a different direction today, as the bandwagon's a little lighter than normal. Uh, it seems like the last few episodes we've had upwards of six people on the show. Today, today we're only three. Uh, today it's myself, and I'm going to go ahead and welcome in the other two co-hosts that are with us today, Mr. Rick Big Rick, last quote and it's him, it's him, DPP, uh, oh. coming to you on the bandwagon. How you guys doing?
2: It's good, good. At least we got the we got the king of the bandwagon over there. Rick is on the show, so that's perfect.
3: That's all we need. Yeah, so I know this I have a, a lot of questions this week.
1: <laughs> this is a consecutive week streak too for the for the Big Rick. You know, yeah, like three weeks in a row. row.
3: Just know who's not here
1: this week. So okay, and who's here? <laughs> so we'll acknowledge we'll acknowledge a couple of uh, uh an absence yes uh for the first time ever this is uh, this is historic dave ungar himself is not here today he had a family emergency pop-up he's not able to do the podcast with us uh we send our best to him and then in a brief announcement um uh, we uh last week was uh pc tawny's last week doing the show as, as a regular host uh he you know, messaged us and let us know that he's got some other projects he's working on, some other things that he wants to do, um, and, and spend some time with. And you know, I honestly, in in the the grand scheme of things, um, <laughs> we had six people on the show last week. <laughs> that's that's six is too damn many. Uh, I think I think I think four was was really a good wheelhouse as it as it is and so the four of us i i think on on the regular moving forward that's fine i do have some things that uh i want to reach out to Tony and see if maybe he wouldn't mind guesting on the show and doing something he dropped a a novel idea uh, about a segment that i think would be a lot of fun for him to host if he wanted to come in and do it basically pitting myself dp and uh dave against each other and some level of some nerd trivia um, almost in sort of a, a beat the geeks stump the Schwab sort of way if, if I understood his description and so I think that could be fun uh, you know no promises but that would be I think you know every once in a while if he's got the time and wants to do it I'd love to uh, I'm hoping to be able to invite him back so you know it'll be a nice like I said I think it'll allow us to have a little bit more of a, a discourse with with not six voices Trying to talk over each other. I have,
3: I have a confession.
1: <clears throat> yeah, what's your? confession I tried
3: to add Greg last week, but uh oh my! I tried God. to add seven,
1: but Dude. <laughs>
3: I'll never write. Uh,
2: three's a three's a <laughs> three's a crowd. Seven. I don't even know what you call that.
3: Right. I don't, <laughs> oh, oh man. I was hoping he would answer, but it said Greg not available. And any minute, so <laughs> I was hoping he would just hit accept and pop well, in.
1: And I know Greg's got a lot. You know, with the weekends and stuff, usually that's his family time. You know, whether it's with. Uh, you know, with the the Mrs. DeMarco, the, the little DeMarcos. Um, his oldest just finished. I think uh, I think he's going into high school next year. So uh, I know that that's usually a busy time for for the DeMarco family, and and that's fine. I think we can get him on um, sometime. We just gotta have a have a purpose at, other than you know Rick trying to get the whole damn chair shot crew <laughs> on the show.
2: Guy right. finally guy finally shows up for an episode and tries to bring everybody. <laughs> out, so. All
1: right. Bring that's
3: all like, your uh, friends. When I had a wrestling podcast, the two-man band podcast, my highest downloaded show was, uh, I think it was SummerSlam 2017. Oh,
0: okay. It had
3: over 13,000 downloads. And that's the show I had like nine people on. So it was just the biggest clusterfuck. And I had I was like, I don't know why people want to listen to this show. Nobody could hear anybody talking. There was hollering everywhere.
1: But You know, people do like a good train wreck, though. You know, like people do like to like. There's a reason why Tiger King was the <laughs> hottest downloaded thing on Netflix for a month. Yes, that, that there was nothing else to watch. But
2: that <laughs> <It> helps. <laughs> came
1: out at the right time, when, yeah, right, sure. right?
2: When there's nowhere else to go and nothing else to
3: do. That
1: <laughs> yeah, very, very, very true. Carol so we,
3: was pissed
1: of all times to release the show. <laughs> all right, Rick, Rick, you got a cat running around there? Or is that is that DP? Oh, you that's got,
2: all sorts of me that's our yeah, that's, that's our favorite that's our uh regular fourth guest on the d w i podcast
1: <laughs> oh okay it sounds like it sounds like they want attention got a lot to contribute to oh yeah uh
2: guy that cat is very opinionated Gizmo knows its things and wants to tell you all about his day
1: <laughs> all right so is gizmo i i gotta ask this question is gizmo named after the uh, the the gremlins character or
2: no it was actually just the uh. name that it already had so
1: Oh, bummer. No. You should have lied to me. I I, was,
2: I, I will give you one though. Question. This this one here is Coleco. and she is named mm. after she is named after vision
1: <laughs> Wow. Now, see that's old school stuff. Now, Rick, were you alive for ColecoVision? If I don't was, know. Uh,
3: after eighty seven, of course I was.
1: Um. Was no. it? No. No. Kalikovision is way older. I was. It's older than me. I think. <laughs>
2: 81.
1: Oh, wow! Yeah, way before I, my phone. I vaguely remember ColecoVision. That was a, that was a conversation we had like three weeks ago, though. We were doing the video game <laughs> yeah. uh, project, uh, which was a lot of fun. We do have one really big topic to talk about today that I was really excited to get into. Uh, and unfortunately, the guy who um, powers this discussion a little bit more, he was very very excited about it in the in the bandwagon nerds chat. Uh, isn't here, but we're still going to do it. Uh, and that's because this week it was announced that, uh, there.
2: Big Rick's trying to kill that Rick's over there.
1: headset will be taking the forefront <laughs> of bandwagon nerds. Good God, man. You come back to the show and this is what we got to deal with. But, uh, no, we're going to talk about the Snyder cut, uh, that, uh, uh, is apparently coming and is a real thing. And. I have opinions and was really looking forward to having the two of you referee, Dave and I, as we fight over this. But um, along along with that, we're going to bring back the trailer park. Unfortunately, I don't think I I couldn't get you the the trailers, DP, because I I asked you for an email address and and then never got one. Oh yeah, that's all uh, right.
2: But I got so, uh, well. We like, can uh, we can start the trailer park off with this.
1: Oh, nice! I like it. There you go. <laughs> so yeah but we are going to go back to the trailer park talk about a few uh few trailers that dropped today It was an oddly busy week this week with with trailers and stuff um rick shared an article and so i thought i would uh thought we could cover it talk a little sony spider verse uh news that that keeps coming forward and then of course we uh we were supposed to start a new series uh over overview uh, we were gonna start watching the boys on amazon prime and we'll 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 talk that a little bit. But I want to start, and I'm glad that you two are both here because if you all remember last week when we talked a little chair shot business, we talked about uh, some bandwagon nerds' contributions to the entertainment section of the Chairshot.com website. Uh, as this is Bandwagon Nerds brought to you by Chairshot.com. Ding! There we are, paying the bills a little bit. And we had landed on this idea of doing sort of a roundtable movie review where we would put out a poll, let the fans vote on movies, and whichever one won, we would each do our own little paragraph movie review of the film. And so to kick off our poll, I asked you all to throw out some B-movies, and we had four options. I went with The Ice Pirates, which was off of my top – top movies of the eighties, uh, nice little movie with Robert Urich um, and some, some goofy time travel and all kinds of fun stuff. Dave went with, uh, I'm going to forget the name of it. And it still finished ahead of mine. I think it was like eating alive or something like that. Or uh, it was so important. I forgot it didn't win anyway. <laughs> um, DPP went with district nine and Rick went with the cinematic classic shark NATO, and as I went to look at the poll results to put up the uh, the result for this episode so that we could announce it before we wrote about it and watched it, I-, I noticed a funny thing happened on the way to the poll. As I looked at the Twitter poll, tied at 42% of the vote each, according to my Twitter feed, hmm. were District 9, which was DP's choice, and Sharknado, which was Rick's choice. And so I, I want to put it out there first. This was not without a little bit of controversy. Apparently, other people could see that Shark NATO had a forty-three percent to forty-two percent lead, which I don't understand how people saw that. When I like, like I swear on the stack of whatever Bible or holy book you want to worship, that all I that I saw a tie of forty-two percent to forty-two percent. I did too. And so we put it back out there to the masses for a quick twenty-four hour poll to just see who would win. And congratulations to DPP. Woo. District Nine wins. God, <laughs>
2: yeah. Good enough to so watch that Sharknado. <laughs> now
1: now it's your now, moment is for a victory hung-
3: speech. Well, hold on. Before he gets there, let me interrupt and say my movie was better. But have you seen District Nine? No, but my question is is it part of the Hunger Games?
2: District Nine is not part of the Hunger Games. District, District Nine is like a di- almost documentary style of, like kind of like a sci-fi where the aliens are are on Earth as well, and they're basically put into like slums, and they're you know trying to revolt against the humans who don't want to, who're trying to keep them down basically. So it's yeah, a fun. It's a, it's a metaphor
1: it's a, for it's a metaphor for apartheid, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And then one of the yeah one of the humans basically gets infected and starts to be kind of become like and one of these alien types and it's it's really fun it's actually pretty interesting to watch
3: now amazon prime (laughs) (laughs) because i can't be a part of i think it's
2: on netflix (laughs) i do think
1: it's streaming on netflix um before before we get into rick's rant about how he doesn't have amazon prime because i know that's coming i'm ready for it um I did want to ask you guys, cause I thought it was really interesting when I was like, okay, put out a B movie. First of all, I made the worst dad joke ever and nobody appreciated it. Cause I was like, put out a B movie. And Dave was like, how do you define that? And I was like, it's whatever you want it to be. you know, get it. See what I did there. And, and this is exactly the response I got from all of you. This is what happens when you live with an eight year old, by the way, is you tell bad jokes like this and he thinks it's hilarious. But, um, I just honest to goodness because I do think this varies. What do you, when you guys think B movie? What do you think? And and how did that influence? Like why you chose the movie you chose?
3: Well, I was gonna say Sharknado. But then I googled B list of B movies, and a whole list came up, and Sharknado was in there. So I, I think my mindset was was pretty on point. It was movies that low pr- low production movies, low budget film movies. That you laugh at, but are surprisingly entertaining.
2: Yeah, it's it's weird because yeah, B movies is get kind of think more of that and more of yeah stuff you wouldn't see on the mainstream very much, or you get you know normal movie uh, theater releases or you know things that just aren't like the Joker and those big Hollywood blockbusters. So I, I kind of went with that as mine, like just not a complete Hollywood blockbuster. But yeah, a good, and I tried to kind of keep it in the sci fi fantasy ish right. kind of realm, I guess, for my first couple choices. But that's kind of where I was landing as far as B movies. I think I'm a little, I'm probably on the higher end of what people think B movies are. But
1: I, I will definitely say that you chose the most highbrow of the movies. Yeah. Like, I like, <laughs> like, which is probably why it won. <laughs> Criti- critically acclaimed District Nine. Uh, <laughs> Was, was the winner. And I, I'm totally fine with it. it is a, it's a terrific movie. I, I saw it a lot, like when it came out. Like I remember when it was new. I remember checking it out. Now it's not necessary. Like, Rick, had you ever heard of District 9 before today or before uh, the show?
3: I've heard of District 9 in the Hunger Games, but not the movie.
1: <laughs> right. Um, which kudos to you for uh, knowing just, what the Hunger Games are. Is, oh, is it because so. you read the books?
3: I've read the Twilight books, seen the Twilight movies, read the Hunger Games books.
1: You, the Hunger you Game clutch him, do you clutch them to your chest at night before you go to bed? Only, uh,
3: yes, I do.
1: Okay. <laughs> at least you own it,
3: man. I, I honestly thought mine was going to win, to be honest with you, so I didn't even pay attention. And I'm not saying yes. that with much humor. If anybody were have throw out Sharknado, I thought everybody would have been like, that's such a ridiculous movie, I want to I hear the reviews, but.
1: For for what it's worth, before I checked the poll results, I assumed it was going to win too, and so I had started looking to see if I could find a way to stream Sharknado, without having to do because I still I'm one of those old men who keeps a disc subscription with Netflix, uh, and so I was, it, it is available on Blu-ray for future reference. If anybody wants to rent Sharknado and can't find a way to stream it, uh, you can get it on disc from. Uh, from the Netflix I'm glad that I can pause on that one though for for at least one week as we uh, as we go through and we'll watch district nine uh and we'll we'll do our reviews we'll we'll figure out how we're gonna send that in uh off show but uh congratulations DP uh you you knew what the masses want and and sort of thinking about how we do this uh I think DP I think you, since you won the poll and, and Rick, if you wanna intervene and, and speak out against this, you're welcome to. Uh but I think if if your movie wins, you get to pick the genre for the next poll.
3: I like that. I uh can do, you just can't have back to back genres.
2: Okay. Sure. I like that. All right. That'll work.
1: So so D P
2: gentlemen, congratulations.
1: Agreement. Yes. You get to give it some thought. Um you have until two you have until we'll give it till Monday to give us the, uh, the topic so that we can then have the poll up by Tuesday for the next round of movies. And and that'll be, that'll be a go. Uh, so DP, everyone is going to pick out our next topic for the poll. I look forward to seeing that it's going to be Academy award winning sci-fi movies. You've never heard of that's, that's kind (laughs) of what I'm, I'm into. And everybody's going to put avatar. Like that'll be your choice. (laughs) Avatar, avatar, (laughs) avatar, or avatar. (laughs) I like at that. I
3: still,
2: I, I still haven't At least seen I've never Avatar. seen Avatar. So. Was, hey, hey. You never I've never, seen, never Avatar seen Avatar
3: either. <laughs> no. Oh, that's two of us, two of the three. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't now, know, I know why. Gamora, the girl that played Gamora plays Avatar. It makes me want to see just a little bit more.
1: Don't get your hopes up. She don't look like Gamora.
3: Yeah. Oh, never mind. She also it's a
2: blue. She's blue instead of green. She just plays all the colors.
1: <laughs> she's blue. She's really tall like you know, <laughs> she doesn't look like her. It's just her voice. Oh. Um yeah, I I, I actually, uh, I saw that movie, I saw that movie in the theater, um, and I don't like, it was only available in 3D because of James Cameron's vision of how he wanted to do it. And it is a visually stunning, it was visually stunning to see in the theater. When we, we had that conversation last week about sort of cinematic experiences. Mm-hmm. This is a movie I would argue you can't see anywhere but in a movie theater to get the full effect because of his use of three dimensional technology. Um, it, it's arguably the best I've ever seen, and to this day. When did that movie with, come out? Oh gosh, it's a f- quite a few years now. Because um, mm. oh god, I would have to go back and look. Let's but it's just been say, a
3: while. Make argument over ten years ago for sure, right?
1: No, nah, is it that old? I can't even remember who I saw it, it with. Just it say is. it was, but I'm, I'm shocked. Two thousand nine. Two thousand
3: nine. I'm shocked that technology was that good back then. It was
1: it was ridiculous it was the most cutting edge. Up?
3: If that exact movie came out today,
1: would it still hold up? With the three D, yeah. So here's here's the thing, and, and I don't particularly like the movie very much. Um and if we do ever end up watching it and reviewing it, like I'll I'll go into it a little bit more. Visually stunning visually one of the best movies i've ever been to in person the problem i had with it was because it's so long and because i wear glasses the 3d technology put such a strain on my eyes to like sit and watch that i had to take like i had to stop and like take the glasses off a couple of times because your eye like my eyes were so tired well before the movie ended interesting but looked amazing like thought you could grab leaves and stuff uh well i remember when that movie came out people were like all depressed because that world isn't real like because people are crazy and and do weird stuff like that like there's a there's a whole subculture of people who were nuts for avatar
3: well i was i'm still upset that the world of twilight doesn't exist
1: (laughs) that's okay you can be a sparkly vampire in your dreams
3: I think I just I, I'm I'm infatuated with vampires. Period. There's not a vampire movie or show that I wouldn't watch or get into.
1: All right. If I
2: would have like known that, that. would have I would have pushed what we do in the shadows a long
3: time ago. Hell yeah. Man, I didn't know that. Hey, make that the movie for the following week automatically.
2: There we go. That could be it. To write the. We might have to put that one that's... on the list. We'll pick that genre.
1: That's that... yeah. That's easily doable. because um, <laughs> that one, I d- that one, actually true story. Because the wife and I watch the show watching the show she's like kind of want to go back and watch the movie again so here we are uh, it's it's actually the top disc on the queue because i can't find it streaming <laughs> anywhere either ah, so nice. but speaking of speaking of streaming and, and availability and inability uh let's talk about the boys episode one which is supposed to be our show for this week and i know before we even get started rick i hear you have some grievances so I would like you to go forward and air your grievances.
3: I don't know how they do things up north where you two gentlemen are. <laughs> but down here in the south, when we are given an assignment by our teachers, they provided proper material, proper tools to complete these assignments. You give me an assignment and yet not one person on the Twitter fear, Twitter atmosphere, let alone the chair shot group, a, a band of brothers... Not one person could give me their login to Amazon Prime so I could attempt to watch this and review it with you gentlemen. Not one person. And I just want to say how upset, more than I'm not even, as, as your parents would tell you, I'm not even mad. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed more than anything that I couldn't get someone's login to Amazon Prime. I know where I stand, so that's all I got to say.
1: Well well up north, and, and then I'll let DP um jump in as well, because I, I know DP is an educated man, he's a scientist. Up north, when we he's go hard. to college when, when we go to college, we have to pay these things called book fees, which pay for these things called textbooks, which is where your higher education comes into play. And really the question comes down to how much do you value your higher education to to get a prime account? We also can own that I am completely whipped, and Mrs. O'Dowd has control of the passwords and all of that information, and would not let me share it. Uh, I don't even know the password to my Amazon Prime account. I haven't logged in one time. I forgot it. And now my computer just does it automatically. So I will own, and you can trash away that I'm completely whipped by the boss I'm in that regard. Out, but, at, but at but but at the end of the day. I mean, I look at it as just another book fee, Rick. Uh, Amazon Prime ain't that expensive, and I'm surprised that you, of all people, um, wouldn't, wouldn't pony up the cash for that. It's not that much. Plus, you get it's, great shipping for Amazon.
3: It's that much when you have Hulu, Hulu with Showtime, Hulu with HBO, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, WWE Network. And I'm sure we're going to talk about HBO Max here in the next few minutes. What is that going to cost? What is that going to bring in? Still uh, it's about fourteen ninety nine.
1: How much? If you have HBO Go, you should have HBO Packs or something like that.
2: Uh, I have
3: HBO through Hulu. Does that count? Uh, no. I don't think so. Of course not.
2: I think you have to have a DirecTV or uh, AT&T subscription or something like that to get it for free. But, but I oh, That's so what we we it was,
1: but- DirecTV. So i got to figure that out. That's what I've got
3: yours, Patrick. Uh, down here, we earn what is called a Scholarship that pays for your book fees. And I was hoping one of you gentlemen would be my scholarship and pay for my book fee. Well, I
2: spent a, I spent a few years living in the great state of Texas, and I understand oh. how in the South, uh, most of the people down there are extremely friendly and extremely helpful, and in the North, they are not.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, just to be clear, I, just you that, all that, know... That, that, that's,
1: that easy (laughs) you all know that i'm a midwesterner originally correct like that i grew up in rural illinois and where where i was raised hard work earn your rewards earn what it is you need in life and and that'll pay for itself and so, in fact, just to prove that I'm not making stuff up, here's my Star Wars Eastern Illinois University, the alma mater, right here with R2-D2 on the logo. Oh, nice. You graduated in 1895? No, oh, that's when the school was established, oh, you okay. jackass.
2: Was that your mascot? R2-D2? <laughs> R2-D2? I, I
1: wish, it was, I wish R2-D2 it was? was our mascot,
2: no. Eastern Illinois there robots. Were-
1: <laughs> couple couple years ago eastern illinois uh a bunch of universities like that was like a chain um a spade of shirts like you could find a bunch of institutions that had star wars characters the, the the mrs O'Dowd knew exactly where my heart lied and so it was it was just an easy purchase i think it was a birthday present from a couple years ago so nice. love these shirts
2: so but, um, so Rick Rick yes. do you have a cable subscription a direct TV
3: spectrum have, uh, anything like that where I'm staying, uh, the parents do have DirecTV. All
2: right. Well, so you get HBO Max for free, but then, you know, you're basically paying for a cable subscription at this point with all the different uh, streaming services. It's basically all that True. it is. He's
1: got you there. Much.
2: So you're saving money already. I, 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 so
3: why not an extra, you know, 10 bucks a month honest, or whatever? I think I pay $16 <laughs> a month just to watch The Office on Netflix. See, so that I, sounds I can't like. I not call
1: anything I've I, I'm sure there are. But ninety five percent of my time I, is in
0: the office.
1: I, I can think of two shows, The Witcher and Lock and Key. I watched
3: two episodes of The Witcher, uh, and then y'all kicked just, me off the show.
1: We didn't kick you off the show. You left <laughs> the show, jackass. It was so long ago. I don't want to <laughs> okay. get
3: into it again. That go down. You
1: can't kick someone off the show, and he's like, "I need a break. I gotta, I gotta go for a while." And we said, "Okay, take your time." And then we just made fun of you every week. For <laughs> he's
3: going through some real shit. So let's make fun of them. Let's go. Well, Round hey, we,
1: don't, don't be, don't be, don't be airing your laundry out here. We, we know our our listening audience, all three of them, don't know. So <laughs> they do now. They do now. Um, so yeah, so today would have been the first day that we that we would have been reviewing the boys. Uh, Dave, who would also be here to talk about it, is not here, and he's the only one, only other one between the two of you who hadn't seen it. I did rewatch it because I love the show. I forgot how fun this show was. You know, like I've spoken very highly of it, but nothing says hilarious like watching an electric, uh, uh, an invisible dude get electrocuted in the ass. Um, uh, in in, in to the, to the, to the tune of London Calling.
2: <laughs> and boy, did he have it coming. I mean, like, it's just right. funny to watch these all off the rails, like, immediately how everybody, you realize that how corrupt and off the rails this whole group goes. And just funny to what, when you see the invisible man all of a sudden appear in the women's bathroom.
1: Right. <laughs> every, every, that's just his thing. That's He's where he hangs out. <laughs> it's just, um, Oh my
3: God. It's creepy. <laughs> so question, are we going to wait till next week to review one when Dave is back?
1: And if I so, that'll give and- me another week. To, to try uh, and conjure try up and, uh, a subscription. Yeah.
3: Exactly. I think maybe we should start a Kickstarter.
1: Yeah. Ooh, get get Rick eight dollars.
2: Everybody on my get Twitter Rick Prime. Can I think $1. we
3: could Not only could I Say pay my truck off, but I could get Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's less For than a $8? cup of coffee. Wow. Come on.
1: You could help a deprived Rick be yeah. able Perfect. to watch more entertainment. I like it. Can we get? Can we play? Can we do a commercial where we play like a really sad Sarah McLaughlin sound in the background? The have Rick all look awesome. All... The angels. I will remember. <laughs> and then we just have Rick looking really sad, holding a remote control, trying to like turn on Amazon Prime, and he can't. Oh, I Keep think there's money in that.
2: Password Sarah, password if doesn't work. If, if,
1: if, Wait, if, is if you're Amazon listening, Sarah, Prime... we need some music.
3: The the Fire Stick,
1: no, no,
2: that's just the that's That's just Amazon's
3: version of a Roku.
2: That's just a yeah. That's just like the Apple TV box or whatever. That's just your pathway to get it onto the television. Got you.
1: And and the Prime account, Rick. Not that I want to be a shill for Jeffrey Bezos, who's about to become the first trillionaire in the world. (laughs) TP like shakes his head. Um. Is, is it it does have benefits outside of the streaming service? Like that's really like where we got a Prime account not because of the streaming service. That was like a bonus. We just wanted faster shipping. Like that's really what right. it comes down to is you get that you get those overnight prom, overnight delivery promises out of a Prime account. Let me let me tell you uh, how so well it's, it's that has come in course. handy.
2: That has come in handy so well during this COVID time when I had started the hair started to get long and I needed hair gel quickly and I could get overnight delivery from Prime. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. So we're just Clean really trying beard. to help you become a better consumer. I know you're a believer in capitalism. I, I mean, you're, you're, you're a big old reopen the economy guy. So this should be all right up your alley, man. I think I'm going to do it. All right. That's what I like Let's to put hear. more we'll, people to work. We'll see. We'll see what happens next week. But anyway, we'll move on. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, at another time. We're going to jump right into talking about this article that Rick shared, which is actually it's interesting because it was a reiteration of a news report that's happened a long time ago and we've talked about Spider-Man and the the sort of the joint ownership between Sony and Marvel Studios and how Sony is wanting to put out its own sort of spider universe spate of movies and an article popped up it was on UpRocks talking about how Mark Guggenheim is Currently writing a script for a Spider-Man spinoff movie starring Spidey, hero, drumroll please, Jackpot. So I'm going to start with this. DP, Rick, who is Jackpot? I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think he's that old guy I saw last time I was in Vegas that sat at the slot machines and never moved.
1: That my friends is why this cracks me up with how terrible Sony is doing with Spider-Man. So Jackpot uh is is like the not even the B-list. You know, like there's A-show, B-show, D-show. This is like the Q-show of Spidey heroes. So Q- Jackpot
3: is like the ECW on Sci-Fi for wrestling.
1: I, I would say it's more like TNA on True TV, <laughs> like pop television. Pop, yeah, like it's so. So here's the thing, and this is not a knock on this character. Like if somebody's fallen in love with this character, and what, and Mark Guggenheim has fallen in love with this character, great. So Jackpot is this mom superhero who. Got her powers in the most vanilla way possible. She was the victim of a lab experiment, has like super strength. And that's that's kind of it. Like that's all she is. Is she a villain? No, she's a hero. Oh okay.
2: Starts off so as she, a superhero. Oh, oh right. It's,
1: it's for and some there's,
3: reason I was like, it can't be that bad if Spider Man's the good guy, but in this movie, the one I shared,
1: she's she's the she's the superhero. Right. And Hmm. here's the thing is, Rick, I know you don't know comics. That's why you're on this show. I bet you you can name eight Spider-Man characters before you would really run out of steam that could make better movies than (laughs) Jackpot. Yeah, if I put
3: my brain to it, I didn't even know that was an existing character. Right.
1: (laughs) D.P. D.P could probably come up with an exhaustive list. Like, Dave and I worked on this when you first po- post the article. I mean, seriously, DP, four characters in your mind that would be better suited for a, a Sony Spider-Man spin-off movie, hero or villain, that you could name off the top of your head, that would be better than Jackpot, who nobody's heard of. Oh, I mean, you, you called him an old man, and it's a her.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't even know. Uh, I mean, right. geez, just start I, – I think Sony-wise, I mean, just start with Miles Morales coming out and doing something. Right. That'd be awesome. Uh, Spider-Gwen would be perfect, I think, if you're looking Air for soup. a female hero. Um, Venom, obviously, would be perfect. I I, uh, I mean, those are my top ones, I guess.
1: Um, do I need a fourth Wait. one? <laughs> no, you don't need a fourth one. But uh, my point is, is there's better but, options the first woman that came to my mind that wasn't kind of the ones you named because of the end of the spider verse movie and stuff that kind of already sounds, they have yet to touch Felicia Hardy who is better known as the black cat in the yeah. Spider-Man universe. Uh, and she is a, she's a, she's a cat woman knockoff. Let's call her what she is. Uh, she is a cat burglar who is manipulated by, uh, the Kingpin, uh, in various iterations and and some other sort of villains to to do their bill uh, do their bidding, she does have superpowers. When she puts on this mask, uh, she gains um, super agility uh, and has a luck factor, um, kind of like Domino in the Deadpool movies, where people who fight her ha- like run. She has a bad luck power about her that causes people to have mishaps. When they're fighting her and allow her to get away and kind of have some nine lives. She was always mixed up with Spider-Man with a level of an on-again, off-again sort of romantic interest. The thing that was interesting about her is she was nuts for Spider-Man. Was not nuts for Peter Parker. In fact, the black cat just walked by. Uh, But was not interested in Peter Parker at all. Totally turned on by Spider-Man not turned on by peter parker i just it's it's such a random thing and i i I guess my big question is just why what's the point what does this do because is this going to move the needle do we really think this will move the needle in any way
3: no like i said in the chat i don't i don't even know this character and apparently you guys thought this character was so out of left field but I mean, it, you have to have, you think Sony has to have the mindset of, we have the rights, we're going to do this just because we can, type type move. I, and if this character is not as bad, but is as far out of left field as you guys say it is, I think it, can you actually n- not rule out the possibility of Sony just flexing this, saying we can do this because we can?
2: And I, I kind of get the feeling that that's what it is, right? And maybe they're working with... Uh you know, the rest of the Marvel universe and saying, well, okay, for the Sony side, we could still pump out our own movies because we have our own rights and you guys are hitting the big one with just the regular Spider-Man, but we're going to go on these offshoots and play these campy other ones that nobody really knows about, but it's still a Spider-Man movie. So we could put it, you know, put it under the Spider-Man lure and get people to watch these things. And it's just under the Sony umbrella. And maybe that's going to hopefully try and make them some money and, I just I get that feeling that they're just trying to, you know, go after the whole female movement thing in the market with picking this random female character that was a superhero that nobody knows of because all the other big ones are probably in the works somewhere with the rest of the other universe and they can't touch them or they made some kind of agreement that hey we'll we'll grab these guys and do something over here.
3: Or do you think it could possibly one of two things? When they were negotiating the rights to Spider-Man, they said, look, we'll, we'll we'll give you more. Sony told, I'm again guessing, told Disney, we'll give you more leniency on Spider-Man, but this is what we're doing with all these other characters. Or we're just going to throw shit to the wall and see what sticks. If we make money, we make money. Because uh, as I mean, Patrick said, I can't think of any reason why they would do such an off-the-wall character for a spinoff.
1: I mean, I really hope it's option A, but I'm afraid it's option B. Like, because of just how damn random Jackpot as a character is.
2: Right. That's what I think it is, because there's, yeah, they obviously have stuff in the works to get this whole, the regular Marvel universe going, the MCU. And Sony wants their specific piece of it and are probably pulling at the rest of the universe going, what else is out there that we could grab and make something of a movie you know, as and make it
3: now. Is there anything from the Spider Universe that you guys could see being incorporated into the MCU? And that is why Sony didn't touch possible certain characters because Disney said, "Look, we're going to go here with the Spider Man character, so you can't do anything with these characters." And that's when Sony said, "Well, now we're really going to have to reach."
1: See, this is where I think the Morbius trailer messes everything up. Because the Morbius trailer involved the Vulture. Morbius is a Sony movie. Yeah. Set in the Spider-Man universe. Because Morbius is a Spider-Man villain. And in that trailer, they have Tombs, Michael Keaton's character for the, as, as the Vulture, show up. Clearly showing that now we have a connection between what happened in Spider-Man Far From Home and this movie. And so it's like, what, like, what is Sony doing here? Are they playing, like, what kind of fire are they playing with? How are, how is, what does it all mean, Basil? Like, I don't know. Hey, I love that quote, by the way. You'll hear it for the rest of the show. Um, because it, it doesn't, and maybe it's just, I'm not seeing it. Maybe this is going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy sort of thing where we're like, really, we're going with that. And then it works, but at least with Guardians of the Galaxy, there was some personality in that comic and in those characters. That's the other thing about J- Jackpot's kind of blah. Like, she's not an exciting... Like, she's not an exciting character.
2: Oh, no. Not, not at all. And maybe that's... And that's another. I was going to mention that as well with the whole Morbius thing, that maybe because it seems like there's a connection with some of these, unless it's part of their last agreement of we'll kind of work together with these to put them into that universe. And then we're going to kind of split off on our own or something because yeah, with these upcoming couple movies with Venom and then Morbius, there does seem to be a bit of a connection between what they're doing with Sony. Cause if they're going to introduce, you know, Vulture and that into that Sony side of it, then obviously there's some agreement between the two, because you can't, you're not going to cross characters if, they have some kind of agreement with what's going on in the MCU on Disney side. So they're obviously, with, at least with these couple ones coming up here in the next year, I, I think when's Morbius coming out 2021, 20, right? Um, Allegedly. Yeah, hopefully. That, you know, maybe this is the last of their, you know, kind of agreement to keep the characters together, and then they kind of split off and do these oddball things. I don't know, because it's just yeah, it's a it's... very strange time, especially with this whole... Spider-Man thing because Sony
3: owns a piece of it. So it's so
2: weird.
1: Right. And not
3: to go go too far off topic, but uh, the last negotiations between Disney and Sony, um, what is the rights? 50, 50, 49, 51.
1: uh, I I don't remember what the percentage breakdown was. I know that it got negotiated that they could keep Spidey in the MCU for at least one more one more Spider-Man individual flick is is the rumor, um and then he's clearly and, and he's part of some greater the greater MCU movies yeah. like the big the big Avengers events like whatever whatever they turn out to be. So, um, and and honestly, I don't think that'll be the end of the deal. I think that what happens yeah. they'll they'll be back to the negotiating table after they go through their next spate of movies, and we'll fight over that and. Hell, we may even have the same cycle that we had last time, where it gets announced, no more Spidey in MCU movies, and then the fans are like, no, and then they come back and and fix it.
2: Yeah, that would be a riot if that happens, because yeah, Spider Man's so loved, and I thought you know Disney's done such a better job with the character, especially after the you know the first two of, you know rounds of Amazing Spider Man were just kind of so oh. over the top, campy, and awful, and I think they got it right with Tom
3: Holland and, and that whole. MCU, Once those so. big wigs get those $100,000 million dollar checks in their pocket, they're uh, yeah. they're going to keep negotiating. So for the sure, Oh yeah.
2: So the agreement right now from what I'm reading here is Disney is agreeing to pay 25% of the cost of the film in exchange for 25% of the profits.
1: Right. So they wanted a bigger piece. I think they wanted a, like a 50-50 split and it got negotiated down or something like that. And it's and still the argument really deal, but for Disney. Oh right? no. Um their their argument though is essentially what, what Dan just laid out is that we don't suck when we use Spider Man. <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's really that's really kind of all there's to it.
3: Can you uh what did it cost to do the last Spider Man movie? Was it a hundred million?
1: Thereabouts. Maybe let's a little
3: just, less. Yeah, let's just say hundred million so they would dish out twenty five million and, and God, it got it with it's a money maker for Disney all around. Oh, I that's just, absurd, right? One hundred sixty yeah, million. 40, yeah, so you dish out forty million and you get back one hundred twenty-five million. So right. I mean, it works out for both sides.
1: Yeah, you're right. Anyway, so that squabble I don't think is going to end anytime soon. I'm pretty sure that we're going to be fighting over. Right, and we'll be back here on bandwagon talking about the next round of negotiations and hopefully not talking about a shitty jackpot movie but (laughs) who knows maybe we'll get a shitty jackpot movie maybe i'm wrong maybe it'll be a good movie i don't know um i i have my surprise
3: heath ledger movies (sighs) yeah everyone shit on heath ledger and the joker and then it came out to be (laughs) one of the best performances ever
1: that's okay i'm already shitting on robert pattinson as batman so you got that too. <laughs> we'll I know see. you. Well, Twilight Boy over here's got to be really excited about. Well, that, I'm
3: excited because you know? I've seen Robert Pattinson's other movies, and he's really a good actor. I just the DCU has disapp- disappointed me for so long that hold now that
1: thought. Taking- we're going to talk about that after the break. Okay. So right. I want you to hold on to that thought because we're going to get to that. Uh, where we're going to go now, though, guys, is we're going to go to the trailer park, which unfortunately I know I, I didn't get a chance to send to UDP. Uh, we're going to talk about. Um, three trailers that that i shared out rick did you have a chance to watch them all i don't know if you did or not i watched one the um the one that the tenant one tenant yep all right so we'll hold off on the other two we'll just talk about Tenant. that's the one that everybody really wants to talk about anyway that's christopher nolan's next movie yep db have you caught any trailers for tenant yet negative all right so one do yourself a favor and check it out because it looks really, really interesting.
3: Well, I say while we go on break, look, c- can you watch it while we're on
1: break? Sure, we can do it on the backside of the break. Uh, we can we can take a little break. DB can check out the trailer, uh, and we'll we'll talk about it on the back end if that sounds. If that I can be a I can be democratic, occasionally. I, I want to not, well, not a complete. I'm not a complete nerd tater here
3: because Ricky from uh, Ballers is starting to. Starting to get up there in the acting scene. So
1: all right. So then that's what we'll do. We'll take a quick break so the DP can spend two and a half minutes checking out a trailer. While he does that, you all are going to hear the sweet, sweet sound of Christopher Platt. Plug in the chairshot.com and chairshot radio, because that's where we are. We are on the chairshot.com. When we come back, bandwagon nerds is going to talk a little tenant trailer action, and then we're going to break down whether we really want a Snyder cut of the Justice League.
3: TheChairShot.com Always use
0: your head.
3: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com Always Use
0: your head This is your boy Kenny Killer Telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts Galore, everything pro wrestling Make sure you check it out TheChairShot.com
1: And we are back One movie trailer later We uh, can now talk about Christopher Nolan's new venture Coming out soon uh, As a whole uh, As this movie tenant starring again rick's boy r pat <laughs> he plays a prominent role um and uh who's the other person that i noticed in there michael Kane uh you you mentioned your boy from ballers what who's that
3: i don't know his name he's the main character
1: though okay um and i guess initial reactions uh db you just watched the trailer the basic concept seems to be the ability to bend time backwards uh, in order to avoid things happening to you. I, I'm not entirely sure. This is the great thing about Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, when he gets to do what he wants to do, you don't really know what the hell is going on. But, yeah, just initial thoughts. Let's let's do a quick once around. What do we think about this trailer? What are, what are we going to do? Uh, it's coming out tomorrow, right? It's
2: coming out, yes, please, because please, the trailer looks absolutely phenomenal i mean right like it's yeah it's totally got christopher nolan written all over it i mean i i love that it. it's got a kind of a james bond feel with the dark knight with a little bit of inception a little bit of the uh memento he did memento too as well so you know mm-hmm. if you if you're a fan of that type of thing i mean you're gonna lo- i think you're gonna absolutely love this thing because yeah the, the whole bending time backwards to you know Whatever you're going to do telling the story it looks just phenomenal the way they've done this in the trailer. It's just, I mean, it's crazy. It looks amazing.
3: Yeah, I just hope okay. it's not one of the movies where the trailer is the best part of the movie. I hope there's... Uh, no. Nah. I, I don't think it is, but you, you do have movies like that. But, um, yeah, I just can't wait for all these movies to come out, man. Especially this I think, one.
1: I think I'm going to go back to something I asked you last week when we were talking about um, confidence. Confidence. I think Christopher Nolan's build enough cache with us cash with us that um, we can expect that the trailer is just a taste of what's actually what we're actually going to see. The thing that I um, love about his movies is that the, you know, outside of the Dark Knight trilogy, which is a very specific sort of linear style of plotline, the trailer and what you go into the movie expecting is never really what the movie is. And that's always a thrill, you know. And I, you know, I think Inception's one of my favorite movies of his to go back and watch over and over and over and over and over again. There's always something new in that movie. There's always something subtle that you can see, some sort of new layer to it all. And I really think that you're gonna get a good dose of that out of this as well. Uh, DP mentioned it. Like, how am I not seeing Inception? How have you not seen
3: Inception? Uh, Leo's my favorite. How oh, have I man. not seen Inception?
2: Fantastic
3: movie, man. Oh my uh, gosh, I know what I'm... Killian Murphy, Tom Hardy? Okay, I know what I'm doing tonight.
2: I think it's uh, streaming on Amazon Prime right now, if you want
3: I'm going to get it. i <laughs> hang up. It's pretty much got the Dark Knight cast. I mean, shit.
1: I'm speechless on that one. Yeah, I am. Don't... Look,
3: I am willing to watch it tonight, so let's just... Uh, let's just... Go.
1: I, I mean, you, you didn't you didn't get to participate in real time in one of the greatest debates ever.
3: I, I'm more You're, shocked I didn't see it because Leo's in it. And I watch every Leo movie. At least I thought.
1: Well, apparently you haven't. I just so, watched
3: Wall Street a hundred times. Real problem. quick,
1: just, just to talk around Rick on this, TP, was it all a dream?
3: Uh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> I mean, that top was spinning, right? Or did it fall?
1: Yeah, but it wobbled, man. It yeah. wobbled.
2: <laughs>
1: it wobbled. Rick, next week oh, we expect your week. thoughts on on what you think the end of Inception was. Actually, right. let's um, don't don't, don't spoil yourself. oh I'm or not. not but let's let's set a date. Uh,
3: the seventh, June seventh episode. Because I know my wife's gonna want to see it, and I'm going. I'm going there next week. So June seventh. Let's recap that movie. Uh,
1: oh, okay, maybe. You gotta win the let's poll first. Put it on the list, yeah. Let's put it on the poll. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta win. You gotta win the poll. That's definitely it's, a B movie. D, 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 DP Idiot. Control. Yeah, right. <laughs> D. P. Controls the board right now, if you will, to, to take a, a game show parlance. So we'll have to we'll have to see what happens there. No, hell of a movie. Great movie, worth watching. Uh, I'm sure Dave is going to roll over when he listens back to the show and is like, "How has he not seen Inception? How have these guys not seen Avatar?" I, that one actually really <laughs> blows me. Like I, it's eleven years ago, um, but anyway. So yeah, I think I think this movie is going to be great. Um, you know, you mentioned a lot of the cast members. There's certain people that just always are in Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, Tom Hardy's uh, a big Michael one. Cain. Michael Kane, Michael Kane, Cillian Murphy, um, like all all those folks. So it's it's very exciting to see what this new cast is going to do. Uh, I'm assuming we'll see familiar faces and I'm sure that we're going to walk out of this movie after it's all said and done being like, what did we just see? Now,
3: did either trailer you guys watch, did did it just say coming soon?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I saw a date attached to it. So, we're still waiting. Which brings me to my next question.
3: These movies and these trailers that are dropping, I'm assuming they've already been filmed or they're in edit stages right now
1: yeah they can um a lot of them can be in post-production um and can be pretty darn close to being finished uh, but not entirely finished that that happens with Marvel movies all the time. Marvel trailer drops, and the movie's not finished yet uh, both in game and infinity war. Are perfect examples of that. Neither one of those movies were completely done by the time they put the trailer out. Done enough that they could put a trailer together. Yeah. Not so done they were ready to be watched.
2: And I think those are a lot easier to do that too because I'm most like most of the time they're recording, you know, right after one another. They're already in the middle of it. They can record a couple shots that are for the next movie, throw them into a trailer, and there you go, and you're ready to ready to right. roll. Yeah. Uh, according to our good friends at Wikipedia, Tenant is scheduled to be released on July 17th. So. We'll see. We'll see if that continues, right. though, with everything going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to be really interested. You know, this does lead to another conversation: is when when does the summer movie season actually happen? Does the summer movie action season actually happen? Uh, you know, I think, and we we've hit this over the head more than once on this show. We we've got movies that aren't even getting getting to the theater, mostly kids movies, which I've noticed. Like the movies that are ready and being instantly put to stream. I don't know if you noticed. I've been a lot of animated flicks, like um, the new Scooby-Doo movie that just uh, mm. got dropped this past week. Uh, was it last weekend or this weekend before? The yeah, weekend days. before Scoob, uh, which the little O'Dowd really wants to see. Uh, we might stream it just to just to watch it because he's interested. Uh, you know, somebody they, asking
3: that, that question on Facebook, and my response was, "I'm hoping by July."
1: I mean, that's what if you look at DC, that's what they want to do, because uh, isn't that where they're looking, that's where they're looking for Wonder Woman to come out. That's mm-hmm. what Disney's looking to do, because that's when they're looking to put the Mulan movie out. Uh, Black Widow has been pushed back into that realm. So there there is some cautious <laughs> optimism that this might be something that is possible over the summer to do because of early speculation as to how heat and humidity might impact the virus now there's no science to back it up really yet but that seems to be a low level of cautious optimism when it comes to that now i'm not a scientist i'm not going to pretend to know a- and honestly uh yeah i know we'll, we'll we can defer to the scientist to <laughs> to, to to tell us but um uh, you know, I you know today we we had to make the hard, we made the hard decision actually to cancel our our annual summer trip that we do to uh, as a vacation because we're just not sure what it's going to be like and frankly we'd rather not put that risk out there so we're not going to take it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would hope. I'm kind of really hoping that July Fourth is kind of like an opportunity to open everything back up to a a somewhat normalcy or at least open some things like this back up. I know there's a couple handful of drive-in movie theaters that have popped up Mm -hmm. around here where they've all gone away. And now we've seen a couple more come up and they're starting to do, you know, movies every day, you know, uh, you know, a twofer at like a six and nine or whatever timeframes where they play like a kid's movie early, you know, and then play a more, you know, adult type of movie, I guess, whatever, you know, Movie in the evening or something like that, where you know you pay whatever it was thirty five bucks for a, the car, and you can pull in and you know that's they're pulling it at one of the AAA ballparks and they've used the you know the parking lot as an opportunity to do that and you can still use their concessions and things like that. So maybe there's an opportunity there where they can sell the movies that way as opposed to the regular movie theaters. I'm really hoping something to that nature at least happens so that we can start getting some of these out there and I, i'd love yep. to see like july 4th be an opportunity for that to happen but it's yeah time time will only tell you can only do so much so
3: every, something changes every day with this thing man yep so, so.
1: that's true and you know i think it's all predicated on how numbers continue to look and do numbers go down do they do we see spikes in certain places like what happens so who knows? Uh, I'm with you guys. I want a movie season back as much as anything because it's very much something that I love. Like, I love going to the movies. And right now we just can't. So uh, hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. But let's get to the big story of the week in the Nerds Nerdosphere. Uh, I'm sad Dave's not here to participate in this conversation. However, if we hold off till next week, it's dead news. And what's the point? This week it was announced by Zack Snyder along with Henry Cavill that he has been given the budget to move forward with producing a Snyder cut of his movie, The Justice League, to be shown and streamed on HBO Max. Now, from what I understand, it's not going to just carry the title Justice League, it's going to be titled Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it sounds like it's going to be two two hour parts, so four hours of Justice League entertainment over the course of two episodes. It's going to consist of footage that's already been done, but according to Zack Snyder, he only has about 40% of what he wanted to put in that movie. Yeah, other talk is that there's talk or that he said the dark side would be introduced in it um, and that it would take on sort of the, the darker tone that other DC movies have had. So before, you know, just kind of looking at the guts of this instinctually, what's your response to this announcement? Rick.
3: As far as who was the was Snyder the the original he was the director.
1: Zack Snyder was the original director of the movie. He had okay. to leave the movie because his daughter passed away in the middle of filming it, and it was handed over to Joss Whedon, who directed the first two Avengers movies, um, to take on the the film. Now, some of the other reasons that were given for handing it over to Joss were that executives didn't care for sort of the initial tone and look of the original film. Joss wrote added like 80 pages to the script. Um, and yet the movie ended up being shorter than the cut that these executives saw. So totally so the, it was totally it was definitely more sort of quote unquote fun if you will.
3: I I thought the movie was okay. I mean, I don't I'm not shitting on it like a lot of other people, but Sure. I'm I'm not too familiar with how the DC should be ran, but is this is this something that that the fans wanted have been wanting to see the rest of Zach's cut?
1: Well, the, there's there's been a contingency for a while, uh, basically since a rumor. And this is the thing: is this movement kind of started on rumor and innuendo? Uh, and I want to get DP's reaction too. But the the whole the whole thing started because people were. Trying to say that Zack Snyder was removed from the project, not because his daughter died and he was grieving, but because executives didn't like it. And that this was just sort of the excuse they needed to kind of push him away and bring in Joss Whedon, which then led to a Twitter hashtag, release the Snyder cut. And here we are. So there, there is a subset of people that were like, we want to see Zack Snyder's cut. Of the Justice League, TP. We didn't get your reaction. Why don't we? Why don't we get your reaction too? No, to I this
2: think it's, I, I kind of love it actually because yeah. I I know that whole yeah that whole kind of back and forth of how he was actually removed and things like that and you know it could have been you know people could have been arguing that they tried to get Joss Whedon because the Avengers movies and the whole MCU has been dominating the the, the DC universe in the movies and they wanted to get. One of those directors to try and make it more like DC or more like the MCU or something, but not it's to not. Interrupt,
3: but that, that's, that's a problem. That's the first problem they made right there.
2: Well, it's a big problem. It doesn't it's,
3: need to be like Marvel in the Avengers. Right.
2: It needs to be something different. A hundred percent agree, and it's different. And if you read the comics and if you know the different universes, it is different. It's supposed to be different. It's 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 a whole different atmosphere. It's darker. It's more gritty, more edgy like that. And I I rather I like seeing that. I loved the. You know, again, going back to Christopher Nolan, the Batman trilogy of that Christopher Nolan did was amazing. It was a little bit grittier. It was a little bit darker than just the campy versions of Batman from back in the day and things like that. And we got a gritty Joker. We got, you know, just that's the way DC is. It's supposed to be that way. And I don't think they've been hitting it at all in these other movies. And then when this all happened and things like that, you know, this is a great opportunity to see what he his vision for what this movie was going to be and and say this is what we originally wanted to put out you know and see how it compares to everything else that's been going on with you know Man of Steel and uh you know the other uh, the other movies uh Batman Superman and all them which didn't really live up to expectations and maybe this one has that opportunity and it's not only that but it's kind of a perfect time to do it right it's HBO is is just probably chopping at the bit, loving that the fact that they were able to get in on this. This whole controversy is happening and they could say, hey, we're loading our new HBO Max and we've got this debuting. I mean, how many people are gonna want to sign up to watch this? This is this is Just amazing for them. So I'm loving it. I'm looking forward to watching. It. I know it's gonna be ridiculously long, so it's you know, that's a little tough, but it's it's a good opportunity to see hopefully how they wanted to take this, at least how Snyder wanted to take this direction and, and take the DC Universe, because, yeah, like you said, Rick, it's completely different than MCU. It should be. The the comics now, are different.
3: Yeah. Now this cut, is this cut going to be entirely maybe a, a new a new ending, new direction of where it was going, or is it going to be some of his stuff mixed in with the version we, we've already seen?
1: Well, some of the movie that was filmed was filmed by Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, and they've already established that some footage needs to be shot for his vision to be to be complete. From what I understand, it, it will it, it will have a, it will be different uh, in some ways. Now, it's not going to be entirely different because you know it, Zack Snyder started a movie with Steppenwolf Wolf as the. Steppenwolf is the villain like that's that's not a question um, what has come up is just whether it be the inclusion of the Green Lantern Corps the inclusion of Side seems to be a really big part of this is that you know Darkseid in the original in Joss Whedon's Justice League is alluded to it's hinted at but it's not it's not even in that it's in batman versus superman where dark side is hinted at and alluded to at the end of um justice league we get a hint at the the legion of doom or the dark um the dark league or whatever the justice league um like antagonists would be led by lex luthor with like other villains from the dc universe so it, it's hard to tell. It's definitely going to be different if only 40% of what Zack Snyder wanted in the movie is in there and he's making a whole cut that's going to be four hours long. So I, I think it'll be different. So it's going to be two two hour movies? I mean, it sounds like it sounds like it's or two it's two hour
3: parts
2: split up one movie I think. two parts.
1: Because okay. yeah,
3: you're,
2: you're definitely still going to get some of the other elements because obviously it's like I said, yeah, it started shooting it one way, you know, in one way and then. Wheaton came on and did it started doing it. So I think you're gonna get elements of everything, but you're gonna get a different And Zach never came feel.
3: back after it left, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Now did he direct any other DC movie?
1: He directed Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Man of Steel. Okay, so he took on
3: the first two.
1: Right. Third when time. this when this all kicked off,
3: Zack Snyder was, he was the, the guy, guy DC asked to put this together. Well, well Warner
1: Brothers. Warner,
3: but, uh, it's,
1: yeah. but yes.
2: yeah, starting the whole thing with, yeah, start with Man of Steel and going into the Batman for Superman and starting to tie all elements together. Like the MCU was doing, you know, he started all that. I thought the way they brought they started it and everything was, was good. I, I, I know a couple weren't too happy on the bandwagon nerds about uh, like in Man of Steel, uh, but I thought it was all right. I, I uh, digged it.
1: So, okay. <laughs>
3: They but I was not a fan of, of Batman versus boy Superman. Was the villain. <laughs> the villain. The guy that played what, the Zod? Boy. Zod. Oh, I love... Here's Zod, the thing... I'm talking about the character that played him. the guy. I like him on a lot of other oh, roles, yeah, yeah. but...
1: Yeah, no, no. The I minute
3: understand. I saw him in that role, it it immediately turned me off of the movie, and I is could be- never
1: get back to it. Is it because of the Terrence Stamp version of Zod that we all see from Superman 2? Because I, I think that's a tough thing to live up to, uh, honestly. It's the same like... That's that's good good for me, was... I've never
3: seen Superman too. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, well, uh, at least you're getting another perspective. That when I saw that character, the character from DC yeah. doesn't bother me. It's the the person that portrayed that character. I like him as an actor in different things, but in that role, I think, and that that's the difference between Marvel and DC is, uh, two characters, three max. I can think of Marvel saying, "Uh, I'll live with it," but about thirty percent of the casting of DC, I'm like, "Uh, I don't want it." It's they really fun. should
1: have kept him as Batman's assistant. He he just never fit as a superhero. Oh, that joke got lost. is <laughs> it yeah. from last uh, week? Forget last week's show already. Gwyneth Falchero should stay in the kitchen. Anyway, I never said uh, hey, stay in
3: the kitchen.
1: You did. Yeah, I mean, I didn't actually say oh. it. I implied that you said it. Um, but that's beside the point. Anyway, okay. So let let me clear let me clear the air a little bit here. Because Dave likes to say this thing, and he's he's not here to, to shoot me down. I don't hate DC as as much as as much as people like to give me a hard time about DC. I don't hate the DC universe. I don't hate DC characters. I like Batman. I like Superman. I like Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is the best DC movie that's been made out of this recent spate of DC movies. That's my opinion. DCU uh, or DCU? Okay. Well, so I can be,
3: argue Shazam has been the best
1: that they have made. Yeah, Sure, it's in the same universe. Um, and that's fine. I love Shazam as well. I think Shazam is a lot of fun. Uh, and that's really when you hear me talk about superhero movies a lot. And I'm not asking for a superhero movie to be like a joke a minute. Like, I don't need the Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think Superman is different than Batman. Superman is not a dwell in darkness all the time sort of character and the thing that killed me out of man of steel is that no matter what superman was driven to he doesn't kill people like he just doesn't and having him kill zod is just not who he is in my opinion i i don't particularly hate man of steel i don't particularly love man of steel i don't think Zack snyder is a very good director and we'll, we'll get into that uh in a minute I, I I really don't like Batman versus Superman. I think everything about that movie is stupid, it, except for Wonder Woman, um, and the way she's portrayed. I can't stand that Bruce Wayne is the character that he. They tried to make Bruce Wayne Tony Stark with like bad visions of the future, and his his decision making is just completely nonsensical. His rationale as to why he needs to take out Superman is completely nonsensical. Other than he says this dream. His, the dialogue is shitty. The The whole Lex Luthor element. I wanted to like Jesse Eisenberg. As, as Lex Luthor. Him sticking good and plenty's in people's mouth. And acting like a dumbass. Just didn't work for me. It's just dumb. And I didn't like it. And I'm okay with that. And so I will I will admit. <laughs> that my, my viewpoint. Is definitely coming from a place of. Zack Snyder has made what I think are two terrible DC movies. Well, Mm. I'll I'll say this made one middling DC movie, one terrible DC movie. And then if we get to justice league, justice league is not a strong movie uh, at all. I tell, and I went and saw it at the theater. Like I went and saw it at the theater. I loved Ezra Miller as the flash. I thought he was, I thought he was great. Um, I'm okay with Jason Momoa as Aquaman, but he didn't really move the needle needle. I hate Affleck's Batman. I just don't like it. I don't like his portrayal of him. I just never cared for him. Uh, I, all I see is Ben Affleck trying to be Batman. It just doesn't work for me. Uh,
3: I think they went with the name recognition there as opposed to who can fit oh, this I, I that's, your,
1: that's
2: your that's your whole thing about the right character, the right actor playing the characters. Is right. key, and then and then I I think DC does a horrible job because I'm on the same page with you on that. I I liked Man of Steel, but then Batman vs. Superman, I could I hate it. You know, I just it just didn't go in the right direction. I think they're they just, just the tried too hard. hard. The
3: they, one thing that how many people have talked about in their lifetime? Who would win? And they make a movie about it and it just fucking bombs. Yeah. How well, disappointing is that? At least for me I was and I'm a huge Batman fan, and I I do everything I can to defend Batman. I, I I can't.
1: I can't. I just I just think if you were going to do the Batman versus Superman angle, and tell that story, you got to tell it from the perspective of Batman created all those contingencies for Superman after being a part of the Justice League with Superman, uh, and having a contingency for every single hero in the Justice League. And his own it wasn't even really his own paranoia about it. But it just it, it it didn't work for me. It didn't make a lot of sense. And here's the and this is the other thing, and, and I, I'll 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 say this piece real quick before I hand it over to the two of you. I don't have confidence in Zack Snyder as a director to wanna to be excited about this movie. I say to be excited about this movie because I'm probably going to watch it. Uh, And for no other reason than we're going to talk about it on the show. But I do not think Zack Snyder is a good director. I think he is an overrated director. Um, I think he's an overhyped director. And um, I just, I don't, I don't have confidence in his ability to make good movies to want to see him work. Everything we love about Christopher Nolan and his ability to put together a good movie. I think Zack Snyder is the opposite of that puts together terrible movies. He liked Wonder Woman. Didn't he do that one? He That's did one. not. I'm actually did he looking. Do that one? He, did. Uh, he did. He did Watchman. not.
3: Watchmen 300. Yep. He did. He did do Wonder Woman.
1: He didn't direct Wonder Woman. He must I'm have just at it. A,
3: He probably had a part
2: in oh, it or um, something. But he might have. He may have
1: producer credit, but is, it, that yes, Wonder Woman definitely yes, directed yes. that woman. Yeah. Or directed uh,
3: that movie. Director was Patty Jenkins. Uh, yeah, he it was, was like producer Pat, credit.
1: Because Patty know. Jenkins was originally tabbed to do for The Dark World, and left and. Turned down the project or got rejected for the project and took Wonder Woman instead, and now is directing Wonder Woman 1984. Correct, but yeah. Zack gotcha. Snyder did like the um God the John Favreau sort of piece, yes. um, because John Favreau, who directed Iron Man one and two, is now an executive producer in like every Marvel movie you see.
3: Correct, that's exactly the role he did. Um, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. be What were you gonna? No, I, I'm. <clears throat>
2: I won't disagree with you. There was a handful of movies that I liked from him. You know, he has a different feel for the way he does movies, but I'm definitely excited to see it because I want to see the direction he was looking to take, you know, with this thing, because obviously, you know, we seem to all be in agreement that the direction it's going is kind of awful already. This, the movies have been Mm -hmm. awful. So I'd like to see, I'd like to at least see where this was going because I want it, I want it to be different than the MCU. And, I want to see where it was going to end up being because I, I'm on the same page. I don't, I don't hate the DC side. I actually, that's the one I like the most. I love Batman. I'm, I'm reading the, uh, uh, what is it? The Court of Owls Batman series right now, actually on, on Comixology. If nobody's signed up for that as well, Comixology, get it now for, especially for 90 days for free. It's fucking awesome. Um, and I, my favorite story is Superman versus Doomsday and reading that one was was absolutely my favorite one to read right uh, you know of all time so far and i you know loving that story i really hated what they did with batman versus superman because i thought superman versus doomsday on its own could have stood the test of time and could have been its own single movie that could have been amazing but they just threw too many elements in there you want it batman versus superman should have been its own thing like you said that whole thing in itself is you know Its own story, but they try to throw too many other characters in there that you're not familiar with yet. It feels like they cram things in too much, too fast that you can't get behind the characters like you can in the MCU. And I think that's some of their biggest problems. So I really want to enjoy the DC universe and movies. So I'm really hoping just to see this and see, you know, which way they were going to go. If it was going to be some kind of different style, you know, however he was going to take this thing. And continue the story. I'm just—I'm really curious to see where it was going to go.
3: Now, what if I want both your guys' opinion? What if the uproar is so big over this that the 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 outcome of this is so positive from us fans? Do you see them bringing back Zach to do anything else, or do you think that DC has already chose the direction they're going in with Wonder Woman coming out? And I'm sure that the, the script has been written for the next couple of movies. Or do you see them saying, "Oh, if this is successful, maybe we should have done it," but oh well. I see, here's the way.
1: thing i don't I don't think yeah, I don't think they know, Rick. I honestly don't think they have the direction of the DC universe that that's, Marvel has. That's like, a
3: strong statement, but very true. Th- yeah,
1: like well, there's just
3: no rhyme or, like, like I believe we, I believe Iron Man won. Marvel had a direction of everything. We're going in, uh, and Wonder Woman, but at least it seemed now that everything is played out right. at the end of the Hulk when uh when Robert Downey Jr. came in it's like they had a vision and they followed it. there was nothing that broke away. We're going into Wonder Woman two Aquaman 2 a new Batman movie and nobody
1: even knows where the
3: hell DC's going with this
1: Well and, that, and that's my thing is here I will say that Marvel the MCU had an idea of what they wanted to do. I don't I mean it wasn't crystal clear right. way back at Iron Man. Where exactly they were going to yeah. go with the Avengers?
2: They had an and they had a, they had an idea. They just didn't know how to get how they were going to get to it just yet.
1: Right. They hadn't completely reversed booked the the Avengers, but what they knew they wanted to do was to make an Avengers movie, and they knew they had to do it by introducing characters, and they were very intentional about it. And that's the thing that you know that bothers me with the DC universe is they kind of went with the we're going to assume the audience knows Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. And we're going to put them out there and we really got like like we're just kind of thrown in the middle of it all. And sure, we we know all of those characters. But how many of us really know the origin of Wonder Woman?
3: See, that makes me remember something you said. I remember way back when I had my old podcast, I said, what one MCU movie would have been one of the most useless? And you said Thor, the Dark World would have been one of your answers for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But even though it was useless and maybe had no impact marvel still took the time to tell the story of a character for us to get to know him right It it seems like dcu is like you said they're assuming we know these characters like wonder woman it, the what she did at batman versus superman i had no idea who she was right. until right. it was revealed and well, i'm like why why not know who this character is
2: it's everything on, on the on dc side like works its way backwards like they gave you the big you know you know justice league movie they give you the everything and then all of a sudden it's like oh now here's the story of this person you know here's their standalone right. movie it's like hold on you got to build me up to this guy so i understand who he is where he comes from give me a reason it's just Aqu- like wrestling aquaman
1: is the best
2: give me a reason to invest
1: right <laughs> aquaman b is the best example of that because aquaman 1 is a superhero that if you haven't read the comics people make fun of because most of them only know Aquaman based on like goofy Super Friends parodies and the and the movie Entourage or the TV show Entourage. Entourage. Where Easy-ass suit. Where yeah, where he's being cast in the role of Aquaman and it's going to like change his career, and they totally pick it because it's like ha 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 Aquaman, mm-hmm. and not really recognizing how ridiculously awesome Aquaman can be, and I think if you put the Aquaman movie in front of the Justice League. It even gets more positively reviewed and received than it did when it came out after the Justice League. Yeah. Wonder Woman got her movie. I th- did it come after Justice League or before? That, came, I can't
2: remember the chronology. Oh man, I think it was like almost the same year, but
1: I think it came out before. <sighs> I I'll look it up, I'll keep
3: talking.
1: Yeah, you keep looking it up because she she gets introduced. Uh, I have less of a problem with the introduction of Wonder Woman. Um, in Batman versus Superman, other than she's in there for fifteen minutes, and again, where does she really fit? Other than she's this person on the periphery, but it was a it was a cool character to to have in there and have her holding her own. And, and you know, you know, she's one of the the powerhouses that can stand up to to Superman when he when he's trouble. But like a f- Flash and Cyborg, you want to talk about feeling unimportant. Like they're just there. So you know, so,
3: uh, the, the DC was Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League, right. Aquaman. Shaz- Shazam is part of the DCU, and then Bird yeah, and she,
1: well, I mean, Superman shows up in in Shazam. Yeah. So, so yes, it,
3: it was after Wonder Woman came in after or before Justice right. League, right?
1: But <laughs> if you go back to if you go back to the MCU model, it's like you said, Rick. They gave you a Hulk movie. They gave you a Thor movie. They gave you a, an Iron Man movie. And they gave you... They, each main character... Captain America. Like, truly, truly main character... Outside of Black Widow and Hawkeye... Had their time to shine... In their own film. And Hawkeye... Of all of them... Is the one who got the short end of the stick. As he's got, like, a ten minute cameo in Thor... And then he's introduced in the Avengers and that's that's it for Hawkeye. At least with the Black Widow, you got her in Iron Man two as a significant player connected to Shield, and she like she's there and she's and she feels like a part of the story, which is kind of gets to the other Batman
3: versus They made her story feel important to you because they right. incorporated it in the movie. And they yeah, incorporated like she, it she, pieces too, like
2: getting going to get, right. you know, the Hulk and all that. You know, she was like right. she was like the diplomat who really went out there and you know, that's where it was her. Role. Exactly.
1: So, but I want to get to this last thing. Uh, and it's my unpopular opinion as to why I think Zack Snyder is a bad director. Uh, I'll start with my unpopular opinion. I think 300 is one of the most overrated movies ever. When you really, like, I do not think it holds up well at all with age. I think that if you look at Zack Snyder's career post 300, it's the same goddamn movie over and over and over stylistically story-wise he put out one of the worst movies ever in sucker punch which is just a gratuitous slow motion noise of a movie with women it was like his little like juvenile masturbatory fantasy of girls fighting in short dresses like it's a terrible movie. And, and, I mean, What you're is just this up, like, Sucker Punch.
2: <laughs> sucker go, Punch. I think it's on Amazon. It I think it's on Amazon Prime, Ranking.
1: I think it <laughs> is, too. Four. I got it. Well, four. Now. The, the Zack Snyder collection. And here's the funny thing. The one Zack Snyder movie I like, Dave hates, um, because I like The Watchmen um, a lot. I do not have a problem with the changes that were made to The Watchmen because I think that thematically they made a little bit more sense to a, a wide, wider viewing audience than trying to take that graphic novel and make it a movie that fit Moore's vision. Like, you just can't... Alan Moore, it was so dense. But I would argue that Zack Snyder makes very beautiful movies. They are very pretty to watch. They are very pretty to look at. When somebody asked me to describe 300 after I saw it at the theater, because I was like, ooh, I want to check this out, the first word I used was pretty. I've never seen violence look so beautiful with just the slow motion of blood spatters or explosions or I I don't know. It was like, it was, it was gorgeous. It was also very tedious. It was also very dumb. And that's what I find with a lot of movies that he's done is that they're dumb and they're slow and the action isn't really great action. And it's just over the top and I don't like it. And so while I'm going to watch Justice League, I know that that those two parts have a lot to overcome with me as a fan as an audience member because of my biases and they are I freely admit those biases that I I just don't I don't anticipate it being a good movie. I don't think he's a good director. I don't think he makes good movies. And I and I don't think this is gonna I don't think it's gonna be good. I don't think it's going to give us what we want.
2: I I'm kind of with you on all that. I think just looking at the collection of movies, I I'm kind of on the same page <laughs> as you as well. Right? You know, I I was the same way with 300. I thought it was it was fun the whole cinematic wise, the way he, you know it was kind of that innovative at the time type of thing. And you know, that was really great, but the the stories in these movies that he does, at least looking at it, yeah, they're just all terrible. It's hard, you know, and mm-hmm. there's only, you know, yeah, he can make a good-looking movie, but it's not going to pull you in. It's not going to give you a good story to watch. I mean, other than Man of Steel, I thought was still pretty good. The rest of them, and Watchmen, yeah, was actually pretty good too. But the rest of them, I mean, story-wise, have nothing to offer. You know, that that right. really entertains you. So, yeah, it's, it's hard. And I, I, I do want to see, I do want to watch it because I do want to see where, he was gonna take this thing, and if good or bad, whatever it ends up being, but it's at least something to see that's you know, hey, oh bad this was a bad movie already. Let's see the other version of possibly another version of a bad movie. Okay. I don't know. But Have I yeah. announce
1: when this is gonna be released on HBO Max. Twenty twenty
2: one. Oh god. Yeah, you got time.
1: He's gotta make it. You know, uh, it's funny you keep talking about um you know what the original Justice League does remind me a little bit of is, do you remember the movie AI? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was, it's a, it's a similar example. AI was originally a Stanley Kubrick movie that Kubrick died before he could finish and Steven Spielberg took over and finished. And when you watch that movie, much like I feel like you can see in the Justice League, you can visibly see where one director goes away and another one takes over. It's more pronounced in AI. Like yeah. you go from like this really like dense, like heavy movie Kubrick mood all over it to suddenly it's Steven Spielberg. And it's sort of a childlike fantasy. And we're kind of, Oh, look how pretty the robots are. And it's like, <laughs> what happened here? Aliens. We're just going to throw aliens into the end. Cause Steven Spielberg. Cause that doesn't sound like fetish. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> he loves him some aliens. Let me tell you. Fucking oh. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull how could you oh. um right oh. aliens you aliens did did.
2: god aliens. that ruined I me i was so i was so excited for that and then that showed up and i'm like i'm done
1: that's that's what did you in the refrigerator well. did do you in <laughs> the refrigerator <laughs> did me in oh like, in, the, yeah. in the in the theater i'm I, I have paid my money i am excited nuclear blast goes off and indy hides in a refrigerator and doesn't die because it's lead-lined because that protects you from the heat of a nuclear blast
2: that just gives us what? all hope i know what's i know where i'm going when world war three starts
1: <laughs> oh, <get laughs> i need to go buy another
3: refrigerator
2: <laughs> oh. i need one for every Man. family member
1: 20 20 minutes into that movie, I'm at a midnight showing with my friends being like, can I get out of here? (laughs) Like, can I please leave? I felt Uh, that
3: exact same way when I went and saw... uh, Now, of course, let me give you context. I had never seen a Star Wars movie up until this point. But when Phantom of the Sith came out, I went and saw it. That's
1: not a Star Wars movie (laughs) at all. Do you mean the Phantom Menace or do you mean Revenge of the (laughs)
3: Sith? Phantom Menace.
1: Uh, oh my. The Phantom of the Sith. Yeah, that that's
2: became, that's the show be- title.
1: You went to what? <laughs> Phantom of the Sith is today's bandwagon nerds title. I don't
3: know what movie theater you're going to. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I'm like Fifth minutes, Avenue I in New York. So, I was so Shit. confused.
3: I had no idea what I was watching and I just walked out. But of course, oh, yeah. you said that's, uh, Patrick, that's your most. Uh, that's the worst most. one. That would be the worst one, yeah. So uh, I'm glad I chose that one to walk. Well, out if you
2: want to watch a, yeah, you want to watch a political debate, you go watch *Phantom Menace*. That's you know, that's all you're watching.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> it's not even a good of this, political yeah. debate. *Phantom either, of this, yeah. Yeah. *Phantom of the Sith*. Bandwagon nerds episode Beautiful. tonight is *Phantom of the Sith*. <laughs> okay, so real quick to put a bow on this: yes or no, no explanation, just yes or no. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Good movie, bad movie. Sorry, I said yes or no and then gave you a choice. So, <laughs> so Justice League, Sn- Jack Snyder's Justice League, exactly. good movie, question mark. TP.
2: Sadly, I'm going to say no.
3: Right. W- no expectation, no. I, I want it
1: to be Fistful. good. I <laughs> want it to be good. There's no. I was Dave gonna here. say
3: yes, but when y'all just totally bashed his whole entire resume <laughs> in the last 15 minutes, I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I ain't looking forward to anything anymore.
1: Uh, it's okay, Ray. Um, so before we call it a before we call it a show today, um, I, I had a, an interesting thing. I, I kind of want to wrap. Uh, I want to start doing a thing where um, so I started throwing a random question to kind of wrap up the show uh, that was nerdy, and this all came out of an exchange I had on Twitter with a Twitter friend. Um, she was talking about getting ready to watch uh, the movie The Exorcist 3. Now, have you all seen The Exorcist 3? Not by sure. any So here's the thing. is It's not the best movie in the world by any stretch of the imagination. Nothing will ever compare to the original Exorcist. But The Exorcist 3 has one of the best jump scares I've ever had in my life. Uh, and it's hard to do it justice, so I strongly recommend if you have the time youtube the exorcist three jump scare it's usually the first thing that pops up Uh, but it's this very simple subtle scene where a nurse is walking through a darkened hallway of a hospital during lights out going into rooms turning off these lights in these rooms and as she gets to one of the rooms kind of hears something peers inside doesn't see anything flips off the light and starts to walk towards the security desk and as she is walking away this robed figure with a pair of like giant garden shears starts chasing after her to cut off her head and the timing is so well done that the rest of the movie being garbage didn't really bother me because that jump scare was so cleverly like it was just really well done and if you weren't if you didn't know it was coming like it gets you and so i figured i, w- I kind of want to wrap the show every week on a question of the week and my question this week for the two of you is to take a moment give it some thought best jump scare in a movie you've ever experienced and i got one of my own too that i'll that'll add to this conversation so I'll give you it's, I'll give you a couple of seconds to think about it. something that really got you
2: yeah it's tough for me because I am not a fan of the horror genre I, uh, I do I, not I could, I could do pick not like one if you
3: think. I uh it's actually recent it was it's on the next Netflix show um uh house haunting on house Hill or the house haunting on haunting. The Hill house the, oh. yes it was the uh where her when they finally revealed, uh, bit neck lady, and and she just she just fell out of the, and as an adult, finally they reveal who she is, and when she was just hanging there, it was, <clears throat> it's no justice. You have to go watch it, but I remember screaming "fuck," like I don't get scared. What scares me on horror is, is the spiritual movies, like Paranormal Activity. Things don't really make me jump, so when I jump, that was. It was it was a thunderstorm that night. It was dark in the house, so when you add all that together, when she hangs herself or when she hung herself, it was uh it, it my two three hundred ninety pound ass jumped out of the couch. So he
1: was gripping his copy of uh, Breaking <laughs> Dawn to his chest, like save me, Edward, Mike, save uh, me,
3: Bella, Team oh, Bella. Okay, right, uh huh. And I'm three twenty, <laughs> not
1: three ninety. So. Okay, so you say, um. So for me, my all-time favorite jump scare of all time, never saw it coming, was in the movie Carrie. The really? very the very end of that movie. And this is not in the book. But the very end of that movie. The they, they, um the one of the surviving teenage girls from the big fire scene is at Carrie's grave and she is putting a flower down on this freshly buried, you know, or freshly laid plot. And as she is down there putting the flower down, just completely unexpected movie lulls you into this false sense of security with this beautiful serene music fucking hand comes out of the grave and grabs her. And you're just like, like I jumped like just, I was not ready for it to not see it coming at all. With nobody told me it was coming. ah, uh, wow. Just again, very well executed and was he the heebies and the jeebies <laughs> for a good ten minutes after that? Just being like that would that really got me going, heart pumping, freaked me out. So,
2: yeah, I nothing. don't, uh, I don't think I can give you one. I, yeah, it's been a long time since I've really watched any scary type of movie. Uh, the horror genre is not you say? not, not my raw what yeah when the when under he heard... when the undertaker was buried alive and his hand popped out that got me popped,
1: popped. uh every time
2: uh, uh yeah well, that's cool
1: <laughs> nice well and we'll, we'll i want to come up with more questions i kind of like these questions uh kind of these things it was just sort of like i said one of these spur of the moment deals that i came up with uh, love a good jump scare uh hope to hope to have more of these sorts of um sorts of questions which just really more about moments uh, and there's you know, there's plenty of them out there. But that's gonna do it for us today, fellas. Uh good show, good talk. Um I feel like we don't need Dave. What do you think? I think we can just, you know, call no, I'm just kidding. Who? Who's oh yeah, that's right. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. <laughs> we an do you you, we, we do. We love you, Dave. We look forward to having you back on next week's show. Uh, But before we go, fellas, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the social media, where other podcasts they can follow you on, uh, and whatnot. Why don't we go ahead and we'll start with you today, DP.
2: You can find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs at It's Me, DPP, and every week on the DWI podcast, which normally drops on Saturdays. Uh, You can follow that at PodcastDWI on the Twitter or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash podcast.
3: All right, Rick. Find me on Twitter at TheBigRick62. uh, Weekly Blitz sports podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on TheChairShot.com.
1: And you can send your hate tweets to David Ungar at Attitude Ag. Uh, I'm going to misspell it, so I'm going to let you all look it up on your own. That's
3: Attitude A-G-G.
1: Attitude A-G-G. That's where you can follow Dave. I'm sure he does other podcasts, too, doesn't he, Rick? He's around. He is around. Um, Hopefully we'll get you back next week, Dave. Hope everything's going well with you. Uh, You can follow me at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's on the Twitter uh you can catch me here on bandwagon nerds. We drop on Tuesdays. You can also catch me on the Chair Shot Radio. That show drops every Wednesday where I talk wrestling with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. This is Bandwagon Nerds. You can follow Bandwagon Nerds on the Twitter as well at Bandwagon Nerds. We're going to be dropping polls uh every week now for you all to pick movies for us to review. So make sure that you give us a follow. Uh, and help us decide where we start doing our writing for TheChairShot.com. Which brings us to the last little acknowledgement. You have been listening to the Bandwagon Nerds on ChairShot Radio, which can be found on TheChairShot.com. Always use your head, yada, yada, yada. Thank you very much, everyone. This has been uh, your edition of Bandwagon Nerds. Now get yourself out of the basement, get some sun, and convince DPP to watch a horror movie or two. They're good flicks. It's worth the time. You have been listening to Bandwagon Nerds.
3: We don't need Dave, especially for DC Talk. damage. You haven't lost your touch, but it's good to see you playing well with others. <gasps> Just like a bat. I dig it.
0: Maybe temporary.